cool. I'm ready to rock. All right, awesome. All right. Let's do it. How do we start? Huh? <laughs> I just go okay. three, two, one. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boy. Hey, everyone. This was a really fun episode to do. I got to hang out with my buddy Antoine Troop at his brand new dance studio called Creative Minds Academy. We had the whole studios to ourselves. With James Brown, Prince, and Michael and Janet Jackson on a big mural behind us, Antoine and I discussed everything from entrepreneurship to dance, storytelling, psychology, confidence, self-development, branding, and so much more. Most importantly, Antoine shared his passion for learning. Antoine is a professional dancer, choreographer, dance instructor, entrepreneur, and creative visionary. In 2008, along with choreographing for his own company, Antoine joined the dance crew Supreme Soul. That year, Supreme Soul became contestants on MTV's America's Best Dance Crew. He has toured twice with Mindless Behavior. He choreographed Prince's music video, Breakfast Can't Wait, as well as his appearance on Arsenio Hall. Antoine also choreographed Chris Brown's performance on Jimmy Fallon, as well as CeeLo Green's UK tour. He's worked with brands such as Starbucks and KitKat, and been featured on LinkedIn's ad campaigns. Antoine wants nothing more than to inspire and show others what is possible if you work hard, trust in yourself, respect yourself, and believe in yourself. Hey, Antoine. What up? What up? Hey, great to see you. Good it's been a while. Too, it's really good to see you. It's kind of funny. We were planning this while you were where? In Moscow? In Russia? Where were you? Hey, where was uh, Ukraine? Ukraine. Ukraine. Close. I was close. Right. It's basically the same thing. No, it's not. People will be mad at me for saying that. Let me <laughs> not say that, but yeah. So we were just talking about traveling, so I do want to pick your brains about where to go. But to go. Uh, Yes. Oh, I got you. Yes, yes. Um, but... First of all, I just want to say how excited I am for you that yeah. we're sitting in your studio. So, yeah. you know, for the people listening to this podcast, I want them to, you know, go on YouTube and check out this space that you have. Oh, yeah. Thank uh, you. Yes. Creative Minds Dance Academy. Make sure you check it out as soon as you get a chance. Yeah. We're filming right here in the Dance Academy. Yes. Have the whole studio to ourselves. Yes. Pretty awesome, right? Special hookup from the founder <laughs> right here. Yeah, man. It, it's really cool. It's, it's a blessing to be able to come in here. It, even like I, it was as simple as like me just like moving some packages we got around. And I'm like, I'm just here by myself in my own space, working, getting things done, setting up. Like, I don't know. It's like the little things that I think are, are really amazing. So I'm happy and grateful. Does it ever feel a little bit surreal? To be it definitely feels surreal. And it's it's funny you said that because as soon as I started thinking that thought, like it, it was almost like, I don't know, I feel so distant from it at the same time. I am grateful and I, I am happy, but at the same time, I feel like it's almost like I'm like watching somebody else's story happen before me. You know what I mean? Why would you feel that? I understand what you're saying, yeah. but why would you feel that? I think because... I never planned this when I was younger. It wasn't like some big, big dream or goal of mine to, to have a studio. When I first started dancing, I wasn't thinking about having a studio um, at all. So there's there's that part of it. And then just the fact of like how big it is, how beautiful it is to, to see people in here, different energy and vibes coming in here and creatives coming in here and creating and enjoying the space and and, you know, being able to have a place where, you know, we, we're changing lives in here, you know, we're helping people develop themselves and, you know, 
see their dreams come true, you know? So, so I think just all of it, it's, it's really a lot. And I'm working with a lot of people that I looked up to for a really long time. You know, now I'm friends with those people. And now those people are coming and teaching at, uh, you know, a studio that I created. You know, I'm, I'm a co-founder of the studio, you know. So we created something to, to facilitate, you know, dreams coming true. And Right. Paris Goble just came through yeah, this Paris week, was right? Yeah, just here, yeah. Yeah, I actually interviewed her for my fashion entertainment magazine. No way, really. Well, one of my editors did, so I didn't have personal contact. But one right, of our right. editors was really into dance and... Uh, yeah, move that microphone this way. Yeah, yeah. Look <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you're you're making this space very valuable for all the people who need it. Yes, and that's a great word, valuable. And that's exactly what we want to do: is we want to make sure this is uh, creating as much value for people as possible. So we're constantly coming up with different ideas to to have impact and and help people exceed at whatever it is they want to do. And not only just exceed, but just come into the space and feel like they can be their most creative self possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was, what was it, two years ago when you and I worked together briefly yes. and you were just kind of sprouting this idea and you were talking about it and right. you were pretty excited. But yes. just to see it happen and actually be sitting in here yeah, in well, it's kind of a short time to have that happen, and especially because you're still dancing, you're yes. still producing, I'm still doing, traveling. still doing everything. Like yeah. everything that I've been doing, I'm still, I still travel and teach. I still choreograph. I still like work in the industry as a choreographer, as well as teach here, book out choreographers, like kind of like help set up all the programming and whatnot with the studio and. And I'm also the marketing director here. So <laughs> being in control of all that kind of stuff as well, you know? So it it's a lot. It's a lot I'm juggling all the time. And I honestly don't even know how I do it. Like literally yesterday I was on set for like over 12 hours. We From like 3 p.m. yesterday to about, or no, 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 actually 2 p.m. yesterday to about like 3 or 4 a.m. this Yikes. morning. You know what I mean? And then yeah. wake up and then get ready and then come here and, and sit down with you. So I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know how I'm surviving right now. Maybe it's because you don't even care about time zones anymore because you travel so much. That I don't. Like... I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, and literally, actually, before the video shoot, the day before, I got back for, was it the day before? I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, I was in Ukraine shooting a Kit Kat commercial for three days. And then I came back from Ukraine. And as soon as I got back, I went straight to teaching. I taught a class. Then I took class. I took <laughs> Paris Goebbels class. Yeah. Then the next day I had a full day. And then the next day after that, I did the music video and then, you know, and then woke up and came here. So it's just everything's like back to back to back. And it's so many different things that require so many different skills. You right. Know? And that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on, as yes. we were talking about before uh, this interview started. Because most people just going on set for 10 hours, 12 hours, and I've been on those sets and they are... Exhausting, and Exhausting, yes. also you don't have your laptop, or you don't have yes. a good space where you can. You're basically running a business, multiple yes, businesses, exactly, and you're doing all that from your phone. So yes. that is very difficult. Very, very difficult, especially when you're in a, another country, and you don't have Wi-Fi, or the Wi-Fi sucks, which right. it always does. <laughs> you know, and you're trying to just you know make things happen with as as much time as you can possibly get with the resources that you have. And you're in a different time zone. So, 
out, sometimes I'm up at like 3 a.m. in the morning in another country trying to work on things here because it's like the studio's about to open and classes are yeah. about to start or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, it, the hard thing is doing everything yourself. But if you don't do everything yourself, you're kind of hostage to depending on other people. And yes. in a crunch, you don't want that to happen. Right. You want to be able to handle everything or be able to make the judgments. Right, right. Uh, whether people working for you are doing the right thing or not. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm definitely like we have a team as far as the the Academy goes and also our event ignite uh, ignite dance tour, you know, there's, it can only happen with a team. There's no way I'd be able to do it by myself at all. You know, as in as much as I do doing as much as many things as I am in control of, I still have to rely on the team to do the things that, that I can't do the things that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good at everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely not like we have like our business manager, manager, Eileen for the Academy, you know, she's kind of like the more, the more organized one. And she does things that handles everything, uh, like all the technicalities on the back end yeah. and whatnot, you know, as far and me and Kalani Marks, we're kind of like the ideas people. We, we, we have the, the vision and, um, and then we have our team that helps us like make the, vision actually come to life yeah you're you're steering the overall direction but you need people to handle yes the details yes and exactly or and, and as far as marketing i'm not doing all the designs and stuff i yeah. have the, i have a we have a graphic designer we have videographer everything like that and i have a vision of okay this is what i want it to look like this is what i want it to feel like this is what i want people to say about it you know um this is how we want people to feel about it but as far as like actually putting that together, they, they take that and then they actually make that real, you know, so. Yeah, that's amazing that you're doing that already so early into your entrepreneurial career because mm -hmm. um, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company once told me like the one thing that you have to get right, the first thing you have to get right is being able to delegate. Because yes. you don't have unlimited time and yes. you don't have unlimited skill. So Absolutely. it's amazing that you figured that out so early on. Yes. And, and I'm still working on it. I'm still working on, you know, being able to communicate my ideas better or communicate. Right. Yeah, it's really just communicating my ideas better so that people understand and they can see what I see yeah. in my head and understand it clearly. You know, it's, sometimes it's, it's hit or miss. Sometimes it's spot on. It's like, OK, boom. That was it. That's what I wanted. And then other times it's like, okay, then they're, they're not understanding where I'm coming from. So how can I reword this? So that's where I think reading definitely comes in. I study a lot. I read a lot of different books. I read a lot, especially lately. It's been a lot of like marketing, branding <laughs> kind of stuff. But also before that, it was a lot of uh, leadership yeah. kind of stuff or like how to win friends and influence mm -hmm. people, stuff like that. Because I, I really want to be able to to communicate strongly. And, and really, all of this, I've found what I've realized between leadership and between marketing and everything like that. Uh, we we, can, we can pause for a Yeah, let's pause. One second. All right. We're back. Where, where do we leave off? Uh, we were talking about, oh, I was saying um, from like my studying, from like studying both like coaching and mentoring and leadership. Right. And... Um, like marketing and branding, uh, I think at the end of the day, all of it is really just about communication. It's yes. really about communicating yes. and storytelling, all of it. 
it, that's the the thread I found weaves everything kind of together. And I for, for whatever reason, humans we we just love stories. For I don't know why, but we love to 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 follow a story, and we love stories that are engaging and make us think and make us feel and and, th and things like that. So I mean, that's why so much of history and culture and stuff were passed down through storytelling. It's just a Absolutely. way for us to, I guess, experience more than just the words. If you're just, mm. if it's just like a technical description yeah. of like a, like a recipe or something, you're going to miss out on the feelings yes. of the experience and yeah. the, the journey of it all. It's, you know, it's just too dry. Right, right, right. I guess that's how our, um, that's kind of how our brain experiences the world. Yeah. Through through stories, it, it experiences the world uh, uh, apart from the the physical world that we're a part of. That's that's tangible and in front of us. I, I think that's yes. Our for whatever reason, our brain likes to to explore, you know. And and I think that's what makes artists artists. For whatever reason, we we fall in love with the our brain just exploring different concepts and in stories and everything like that. So back to that, why did you, what's your main motivation for starting this dance academy? Because it's not easy, so you Absolutely don't have to not. do it, and your yeah. career is going great, so Absolutely, you don't have yeah. to do this, but right, right. you're sitting here on like three hours of sleep or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're working hard, and it's not really for you, it's for other people, so, yeah. so what's your, yeah, what's your vision for this? Yeah, uh, I mean, you said it. It's for other people. Um, I think at the end of the day, I just want to be the the mentor that my my childhood self never really had. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I see my younger self a little bit in in everyone that I that I mentor or that I work with, and I want them to be as successful as possible. Do you you know what I mean? So yeah. and. Where that really comes from, I'm I'm actually not sure. I, I just feel like this is my purpose, and when when I look at my life and I start adding things up, this this is just what makes sense. It just feels like this is what I should be doing with everything that I've learned, everything that I've ex experienced, and everything that I'm that I'm passionate about. I feel like it all adds up to who I am and and the things that I'm doing now. This thing is going crazy, um, so. So yeah, it, I just really want to be, I want to be impactful. And I feel like if, if you want to live eternally, th this physical body, it won't last forever, you know, yeah. but your impact will, you know, the, your, your legacy can live on forever. I mean, look, we have Michael Jackson on our wall right now with James Brown, yeah. Prince, like these are all people who have passed, but they let, they, they left an impact and, and that's why people still idolize them and pe people still are inspired by them even though they don't they aren't even here anymore you yeah. know uh b before we started you asked me why i want to do this podcast and one of the reason is just what you said is the legacy yes it's more of recording and because we have such great mediums for recording things now it's just absolutely documenting all the things that that you're doing and yes. other people i'm meeting them that's going on and i mean it won't be perfect all the time but there's so much knowledge, like just hanging out. Yes. A lot of things that we talk about before, um, it's so valuable. Yeah. And a lot of people without being in a place like LA or knowing the right person, 
and having the right network, they're never going to have that kind of discussion that's going to bring them to the next level. Absolutely. And so there's a way for you to like extend beyond yourself or extend beyond your your the area that you reside in. Right. And I kind of feel like this is what you're doing with the studio, making it nice and making it welcoming and holding events and classes yes. and uh, other interviews that you're doing. Yes. Yeah. And really, it all comes from I I don't. I feel like a lot of the dance community is kind of kind of in a bubble and we kind of all watch each other and and kind of everybody's trying to everybody's trying to do the same things. Yeah. You get what I mean? And I feel like most of my inspiration and most of my ideas that I come up with as far as the what like what I do with the academy, it comes from other businesses that have nothing to do with dance. You yeah. know, other entrepreneurs that I've learned from, other companies and startups and and um, media companies and things like that. You know, like I want, I want, I want Creative Minds Dance Academy. I want us to almost be kind of like the like complex of dance. You know, com complex uh, uh, like the magazine. Right. Um, and I feel like if you look at their YouTube channel, they put out a lot of different content. They have a lot of different um, shows and things like that. So as far as our content, that's the direction I, I want us to go. And then our, our visuals, I want it to feel like Adidas mm -hmm. visuals. I feel like they kill it with with um, everything that they're doing creatively with all of their content over there. So like th there's so many like I can go on and on and on. But but yeah, all my inspiration and my ideas comes from things outside of dance. And I feel like that's what you do with whatever industry you're, you're in. Don't get caught up in a bubble and just everybody's just kind of imitating each other, it, it expand and research and learn what different people are doing all over the world and in all different types of industries. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because a lot of the things that you're trying to figure out, people have already done yes. and done very, very well. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's okay to borrow from them and learn yes. from them because otherwise you're never going to get anywhere for, with so many different uh, yeah. disciplines like you were just saying. I mean, everything starts with imitation at first, and even yeah. being an artist. Even me, when I first started dancing, I was just imitating at first. I was mm -hmm. doing exactly what Michael Jackson was doing. I was doing exactly what Omarion was doing or whoever, whatever video I saw, I was copying them. Initially, that's how we, we all start. And then what, what makes you an artist is what you do with it from there. It's taking that idea and expanding on it, that concept and expanding on it, that that movement and seeing how you can flip it and do your do your own thing with it, you know? Yeah. So I have noticed, coming from somebody that's not in the dance industry, I have noticed that a lot of dancers are uh, pretty, they have tunnel vision and it's just about the dance culture and yeah. the community. And uh, so... Why do you think it's like that, and why do you think you started looking outside? Um, I think, I think, I think it's simply we dancers just love we we do love what we do. We love our community. We love, you know, we are inspired by each other. I think, and I think that's all fine. Um, I just think it's it's only a problem when you get caught up. In, in, in the cycle and everything is recycled, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I think people don't, I think I just simply think people don't think to think to look anywhere else, you know? Right. Because they're so focused on the art and being good at the art and yeah. being the best 
dancer possible. And they feel like in order for me to be the best dancer possible, I need to study other dancers, other great dancers. But I've learned a lot of a lot about I've I've been able to become a better dancer and a better choreographer by understanding art mm-hmm. from all all different genres of art, you know? Yeah. From photography and painting to music to to a little bit of everything. Right. You know, and I feel like there's even an art to business. And I feel like I apply all of those things to my to my art. Yeah, a lot of things, I guess, have the same fundamental structure, uh, whether if it's business Absolutely. or something. So you can learn different things from different industries, just like some people learn better from teachers who uh, do lectures. Some people learn better from teachers who, who let them just play on their own. It's just different styles. And when yes. you're uh, getting outside of your own industry, sometimes you'll see things in a different way that you can bring Absolutely. into it. Absolutely. And I think yeah. it's, it's all about connecting and storytelling and and that's with if with any artist you talk to with whatever they're creating they want it to connect and they want it to to tell a story and they want it to be felt mm-hmm. with any business with any entrepreneur with any company you talk to they want with any advertisements they're putting out they want it to connect right they want it right. to tell a story they want people to feel something from it. So if you're a, a dancer or a choreographer, the better you can understand that part of marketing, which is where a lot of the paid work comes from. Absolutely, yeah. The better chance you have of producing something that the client enjoys. and Absolutely, yeah. The better a, a storyteller you become, the better choreographer you'll be and the more opportunities you'll be able to create for your, yourself. I guess when people focus too much on just the dance and they're, they're not learning some of the other things that you're talking about, what are like the top one or two things that you feel like they should focus on? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know here you're talking about storytelling and yes. I know you're setting up your own uh, like a like a course to help dancers expand beyond themselves. So yes. I don't want to like give that away. If no, that's I mean, the, we, yeah, yeah, we can know. talk about it a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So sorry, say the question one more time. Okay, if so when dancers are or any creative is focused so much on Just their the art, art yeah. and mm-hmm. their skills that they don't develop other things and therefore they're missing out on jobs and expanding their career and all the mm-hmm. opp- opportunities and experience that comes from. Mm-hmm. Like what do you feel like is are some of the top things that they should learn beyond just their dance or their art? I would say if you're an artist, I would definitely learn how to, I would definitely learn branding and marketing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And branding is simply, and simply like branding, I would say is simply figuring out who you are exactly. And just kind of like putting a stamp on it and and um and then being able to communicate communicate who you are to the rest of the world in a way that they can understand it mm-hmm. and quickly understand it you know yeah. without having to go throughout through your history and and all that kind of stuff they should be able to look look at anything you put out and tell what you're about mm-hmm. do you get what i mean yeah. so as far as like how you dress the the colors you use whenever you put out a video or mm-hmm. Um, any kind of content or the way your content is structured, 
like all the visuals, everything, the way you talk, the way you write your descriptions, the hashtags you have on, on, uh, on social media, the way your website looks, all of it should represent you and who you are and the story you want to tell to, to the rest of the world. Yeah, and that's different from copying various styles so much that you kind of lose your own identity. Or exactly, is that- exactly. Because people want something to, to follow. And also, I think you need to study human behavior and psychology, and mm-hmm. that's a big part of marketing and branding. Right. That's really all it is, is it's just like psychology and understanding human behavior and understanding and realizing that um, people want to be able to, to follow something and they want it to make sense in their in their head. And if you are trying to be so many different things, they don't know what box to put you in. They don't right. know where to categorize you. And I don't like being put in boxes, but as far as like, they don't really know who you are, so they rather just not even bother with it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like the, the tribe idea. I forgot what the book was, but um, supposedly human beings only can keep track of a hundred yes. or some people yes. uh, in their minds. And if there are too many for you to choose from, you don't know exactly where this person fits, then you just forget about you this person. You disregard it. Exactly. Yeah. And then you think about, you know, somebody who's like the master chef you see on TV or yes. like your favorite dance on YouTube. There, there's probably just one or two. You can't fit more than that. Cause then yes. you gotta have a place for your parents. And yeah. Yeah. Your best friend. Yeah. And it, and it, and that's, that's exactly what it is. And even as we're talking, I'm realizing it more and more. It's, it's, Helping, it's making it easier for people to um, remember who you are and what you're about. Yeah. It's about being memorable. And stories make it easy for people to remember something because yeah. it follows a, a guideline. Mm-hmm. This led into this, led into this. Yeah. It, it all adds up. When things are too scattered and random, then it's hard for people to follow along and it's hard for people to remember, especially in this day and age. It's the information age, right? So we're constantly bombarded with information and advertisements and content and pictures and videos and blah, 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 blah. So the easier you make it for somebody to remember what you do, who you are, the story you're trying to tell, then, then the better chances you are of creating opportunities for yourself. So have you been... Stressing, stressing these things in class and to your students? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we, that's what Creative Minds Dance Academy is about. Mm-hmm. Like, our whole brand is about being beyond dance. It's an interesting name. Yeah, Creative or, Minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's about being... Um, Sounds more like an ad agency. Right. <laughs> hey, maybe, a little bit. Um, no, but, yeah, it's about being, you know... It, like reaching beyond the steps, beyond just moves, you know, um, adding on to yourself and, and being skilled and masterful at many things other than just, just the art, you know? Yeah, because the art is great, but as we all know, art itself doesn't pay. And, Absolutely. You know, even the, the old Renaissance artists, they had to find rich prince, princes and kings to pay for their art and their work. So Yeah, and that's, and that's still what we're doing today. You're good. You're good. And that's still what we're doing today. Artists are still finding the people with the money to invest in what they do, whether it be a record label, whether it be or or that that instead of it being one person, it's many people. How can I get many people to 
invest and pay for pay for my art and you have to be able to figure out how to sell your art and that sounds bad because artists are so anti sell and anti like it's not supposed yeah, to be about the money and, and blah blah, blah yeah. you know but but if you want to do this for a living if this is what you want to do and this is all you want to do and not have to get a, a side job a regular job then you're gonna have to figure out what you need to do to make sure you're you can profit from your art and i don't think there's there's nothing wrong with being able to take care of yourself um just based off of the art you create which was which it took years for you to master and get and develop the skills to be to be good at it you know yeah i'm glad you're saying that because i guess a lot of people do feel like that's a taboo subject or they don't want to just be known as a uh, in it for the money or to commercialize exactly, or, yeah. or selling out or things like that. Yeah. But there's also the rubber meets the road practical aspect of absolutely. The, well, you can't literally, you can't work at Starbucks or McDonald's forever. No. And so your dance career, like I'm sure you've seen a lot of people come through LA and you know, they in and out. Yeah. In and out <laughs> or in and, but nothing's happening. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's how this initially started in the beginning beginning of Creative Minds um, Dance Academy. It was called the Creative Minds Elite Program. Yeah, tell me about that. Like, how did you guys get? Yeah, so beginning? so we started. Um, we just wanted to get twenty to thirty dancers together that we really believed in, and give them the, the information and the tools that they need to be successful beyond just the beyond just the moves. So at first it was free and we, we used to just rent space and me and Kalani Marks once a month for four days straight, we, for four days straight for like five, six hours or something, we would, we would just train, train, train like really hard and yeah. we would do talks and we would have people come in and do talks with them and we would talk and we would have them read books mm-hmm. um, on kind of personal development and, and business and all that kind of stuff to yeah. to help them further their careers and also get them thinking ahead like okay once this is done what what's the what's the plan yeah you know what i mean were they pretty confused like what is this you know i thought it was coming for dance no i mean i think everybody received it really really well actually you know and i think they were grateful to to kind of be educated and for somebody to take the time and make them aware of what's ahead for them and yeah. i feel like that's at when you're at, our demographic is kind of like 16 to 25 mm-hmm. and, and even more so it's like maybe like 19 to 22 is, is most of our clients and that's kind of the age where you're really trying to figure things out you're trying to figure out where your life is going to go you know yeah. and whether you're in college or you didn't go to college and you're starting to pursue your career but you still want to be aware of like okay what what is what does my future have in store? So you need advice. Like if you watch Gary Vee, if you go on Gary Vee's YouTube channel right now and you go look at his, you know, top uh, or most watched content, mm-hmm. like the first like six of them are all catered to like college students or people who are in their early 20s. And it's kind of like year, uh, advice for the next 60 years of your right. life or advice for, a young man or advice for people who just got out of college. 
because people in that age range that they're looking for guidance they're looking for they just left home they're finally they're just now on their own you know and they're kind of worried okay what is what do I do now I'm out of school I don't nobody's telling me what to do um from from the morning to the afternoon Mm -hmm. you know I kind of now I'm kind of on my own trying to figure things out or I'm in or I'm in college and I'm kind of figuring out you know what career you know that's like Beginning okay of like, okay, what career do I want to go into? What do I want to be doing yeah. for the rest of my life? So people need a lot of guidance. It's very like precious time in their life. Well, the things you're talking about, I'm really glad you're doing it because that's something I feel like high schools should have done, but they yes. don't ever. Never. Yeah. Colleges don't ever either. And yes. they don't tell you how, how to balance your checkbook or how to you know watch, which is basically watching your back so you yeah. don't get in trouble. So they don't teach you any of the actual life lessons and people coming in sharing their careers. They don't tell you what the day-to-day life is actually like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, like investing, like how did you learn investing? Did you learn that in school or did you do your own research? I, my dad forced me to take uh, economic classes, but I I didn't do anything. I really, I I did it maybe five minutes before class. So I didn't really (laughs) learn anything. It was after college when I couldn't go out for work because I was so sick that I had to figure out something I can do from my laptop at home. And at the time, uh, investing was just something that popped up and it was something I kind of hated <laughs> because it's something my dad kind of forced me to do. But mm. um, it was something I fell into and I had to learn the hard way. And yeah. um, you know, along the way, I did put together some courses kind of like to teach people the things that I learned so that they wouldn't have to... Um, go through the same uh, pitfalls and lose money doing it. Right, right. Which is in a similar way what you're doing here. Yes. Um, And so it all ties back together how even finance and dance can have common ground because just like the way we live life is a story and those stories have ups and downs. And uh, Yes, and I think that is one thing that I think is very important for dancers and I wish I would have learned it when I was younger is like the financial aspect, how to save, how to not, how to make money, how to save money and how to grow money, yeah. you know, and nobody and I, teaches it no, in the correct you know, way. No. Yes. It's you, you just have to do like your own research. It's a lot of just like reading different books from people who have done it mm-hmm. before you, you know, and, um, and I feel like artists we're so, we don't like to think about that because, it's kind of like you have like that whole starving artist kind of uh, mentality or kind of uh, kind of like stereotype that we all kind of feed into and we just accept and we live up to it, you know? And, and I feel like that's what everybody expects and everybody, everybody knows, okay, if you're an artist, like that's, that's just the life that you're supposed to live. And I don't think that's true, especially not in 2018. So I have a weird question. Kind of why do you, but the the musicians yes. that you dance for, yeah, you know they go, uh, they get blinged out, and yeah. you know they're showing that they're making a lot of money and kind of encouraging that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So wh- some of them, we, some of them are making a lot of money, yeah. and some of them are just showing it. Like they're that. trying to, uh, uh, they're trying to uh, deceive people into thinking that they are making a lot of money. They're trying to just... Uh, 
But why is that okay? Because... Like they're accepted and it actually sucks people into trying to live that lifestyle and it actually bankrupts you know, other think, celebrities and stuff. But it's, yeah. you know, it's like one side, yeah, there are artists that um, want to stay away from it, but there's one side that are just, you know, sh- you know showing it. Yeah, it's just like, it's like keeping up with the Joneses, you know? Yeah. People are just trying to li- live up to the hype, there. you know? They yeah. want to look the part. So they feel like, oh, like, okay, I'm a rapper. Like, rappers are supposed to have a bunch of money and have a bunch of cars and have a big house. So even if I just rented this car, and even if I'm just renting this house, yeah. I'm going to say it's mine, and I'm going to yeah. make it look like it's mine. So people... So people think I'm doing better. And, and then it also helps with their image. It makes people think they're cool. So yeah. And people buy into cool. I mean, that's just, that really is what it is. The more, the more, um, the, the more people want to be like you, the more money you can make yeah. as, as an artist, yeah. for sure. So that's what they're, that's what they're trying, to, trying to do. And, and it's okay if you know how to build off of it. If you know how to to uh to take that and then be able to flip it and then actually make the money you mm-hmm. are making it look like you're making then that's cool but the problem is a lot of people sat are satisfied with and they settle with looking the part so they never actually strive for more because people are already giving them the recognition they're giving them the praise as if they live that life even though they don't live it so they kind of like settle there but the problem is once your career's over, once you're not hot anymore and people don't really care and they moved on to the next thing, what are you going to do? What are you going to have to live off of when they don't care about the fake life you're living anymore? You, at yeah. some point, you're going to actually want to live that life. You're going to actually want to be stable and want to be well off. You know, yeah. In basketball, I've, I've heard that um, people trace it back to Michael Jordan and getting a Nike contract and kind of uh, becoming the first marketed superstar and then everybody else later wanted to do that but they didn't have his foundation i mean he had all the skills whether he had um the endorsements or not absolutely i mean he's what made the nba as profitable as it is now honestly i mean if you look at the research if you if you like really look at the history he he was doing superhuman kind of like athletic stuff (laughs) you know what I mean he was he was doing things nobody had really seen before so and then Nike was was smart and said hey let's contact this guy and let's let's see how we can collaborate and then everything went really really crazy and people started realizing how much money you could make and well i think actually the nba the nba kind of took off first you know that's how it got on tv right you know what i mean and then um because that's what people want to see you know that's something special yeah. so once one person does it and and it works and people go crazy over it now it's like okay now that's the standard and now it's like how can i be as good as that or how can i top that how can I jump higher? How can I run faster? How can I shoot from further away? Mm-hmm. So the game gets more and more entertaining. So more and more people want to watch. So the more eyes you have on it, the more the more um, advertisement money that's going to be involved. You know. So he's kind of like what skyrocketed skyrocketed into that. 
Um, speaking of Nike, um, the, the founder's book, uh, Shoe Dog, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, really good one. Um, so people should check that one out. Definitely. But um, yeah, I mean, so I, what I was thinking was after Michael Jordan retired, mm-hmm. he continued to be successful. So that showed that he had the foundational skills no matter what, whereas some people, I guess, who was it, like Iverson or something? Um, yeah, just went. lost all his money. <laughs> and some other people. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it really comes down to where your core skills are and whether uh, you can bring those out again no matter what the situation. Yeah, and it, and it all comes down to education. Yeah. You know, it's either you, either your family taught you or you learned on your own. And if you didn't learn anything from your family, then you have to t- take it upon yourself to go do the research and study mm-hmm. and, and don't don't just accept not knowing. Don't just be okay with like being unaware. And I feel like so many people are just like, oh, oh, I don't know anything about that. And they just stop there and they don't ever search. Yeah. And and that makes that makes no sense, especially in this day and age where the information is ready and available to you. Not even just going to the bookstore. There's audiobooks. There's yeah. podcasts. There's any. You could go on YouTube and type in anything. How do I make a million dollars? And you're gonna find thousands of videos, if not millions of videos, on what you need to do. You know, okay, all of those are not gonna be valuable and actually help you. But there is there is information out there that is very valuable. And people who have done it are putting out courses in in books and. Um, content that teaches you the mindset you need to have, the skill set you need to have, or where you can find more information of how to be successful in any area. So it's not okay to just be like, I don't understand finances. Mm-hmm. I don't understand investing. I don't understand marketing. I don't understand. It's that's that's not that's not good enough. <laughs> that's yeah, not there okay. are even Harvard classes, MIT classes online that you can take, like, mm, you know, yeah. Coursera or something for free or something that you can definitely yes. afford on whatever budget. Or yeah. Udemy. There's yeah. this thing called Udemy, right. which you, is an app and you can take, I'm literally taking a marketing course on there right now. Uh, yeah, I saw you were t- taking a course while you were shooting your commercial on yes. set. Yeah, a digital marketing course. Hey, yeah. no time wasted. Absolutely not. Yeah, I had a lot of time to, to wait because it was a... It was a Kit Kat Kat commercial, and it was both acting and dancing. So while the acting was happening, I had nothing to do. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not just going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs. So uh, I whipped out my laptop and connected to the terrible Wi-Fi that I had Mm -hmm. and started started taking the course and going through the lectures. So were you always like this as a kid? Were you always curious about finding out answers for yourself? Um. Yes, kind of like trying to figure out where this came from. But it wasn't, it wasn't business. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't business and entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship at first, it was people. It was figuring out how people worked and wanting to understand why people made the choices that they did. Um, I'm a, I'm a Virgo, and apparently Virgos are very um, analytical or very. Uh, um, uh, I can't think of the word, but observant, mm-hmm. very observant and analytical. And also I was really shy. So I wasn't doing much talking. So I was doing a whole lot of listening when mm-hmm. I was younger and just observing people and trying to uh, empathize and put myself in their shoes and try to figure out why do they, why did they make that choice? Like what was their life experience? What were their parents like to make them do that? Or how do they feel about themselves hmm. to make them want to make that decision? Because I was also constantly analyzing myself 
And I, I've always kind of been distant from my emotions to where I would kind of observe, kind of observe them from afar and kind of pick them apart and kind of figure out, okay, why do I feel like this? Why am I thinking this right now? Yeah. Why, why am I feeling, you know? And um, yeah, so f- first it started with me analyzing myself and then it, it, it turned into me kind of trying to figure other people out. Well, that's a great way to improve analyzing yourself. You have to yes. reflect. Otherwise, uh, if you always feel like uh, you're putting yourself down, you get depressed or feel like you're not yes. living up to other people's standards, then you're never going to improve. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel, I feel like yeah. I've been very like self-aware for yeah. a very long time. Um, and even though I, I did, when I was younger, I did go through... Uh, a lot of depression and stuff uh-huh. um, because of things I was going through at home with family. There's a lot of different things going on with uh, both my stepdad and my mom. Mm-hmm. And also I don't, I don't know my act, my biological father. And I didn't even find that out until I was like 16. So right. for most of my life, I thought some other guy mm-hmm. was my dad, you know? Um, and yeah, my stepdad was abusive and, and then also just didn't like myself. I didn't like my appearance. I didn't. Yeah. So there was all that kind of stuff going on. And yeah, so for you to feel depression, that's not a bad thing. So yeah, yeah. And I know depression's been on the news a lot, and people feel like it's a yes. condition. But if you're going through what you, you're talking about that you've been through, that's not. That's just life, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. So, and I didn't really know how to deal with it. Deal with it when I was younger and. And when you're young, you don't realize how big of a world it is out there. You don't realize that so many people are going through the same thing you're going through and feel exactly how you feel. And it's not, not, not to say that what everything that I was have that was happening in my life is normal or okay, but it it isn't the first time and people have been through worse, you know? So, uh, I kind of feel like there is no normal. Right. Yeah. That's, I think I I can definitely agree with that. If you're trying to compare to some idea of normal that's just a piece of somebody here a piece of somebody there showing their best selves and it's not real absolutely i i I totally agree i totally agree with that statement that's funny you're shy huh i was super shy because you don't seem shy now you're running around the world doing all these things (laughs) not at all not at all yeah i mean uh, some of these countries i go to i'm like in front of like a thousand dancers teaching a class on stage, you know, and having to communicate and, and educate, you know, and yeah. I, I can't be, I can't be shy. And I think that's, that's what helped me push past being shy. And I'm still pretty introvert. I still like to be alone, but um, as far as being shy, like I realized I, I can't be right. for the sake of my career. And I was, aware enough and wise enough to know it'd be worth sacrificing me being comfortable Mm -hmm. um, for the sake of me um, advancing in my career. So I kind of had to push myself and, and, and learn people skills, learn, learn how to hold a conversation, learn how to sit with somebody and not constantly feeling like I want to run away. (laughs) Well, like right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like now I'm good. Yeah. You know, I could do this all day, but, but yeah, definitely when I was younger, I, I yeah, I, I just, I couldn't hold conversations yeah, with, with people. Just like anything else, you got to learn it. And the more you do it, the better you get. And, yeah. So I would challenge myself. Yeah. I would, I would force myself 
to like first it started really small and for anybody who is shy or dealing with um dealing with uh just like being an introvert and all that kind of stuff you gotta really start small and start with like talk to somebody at starbucks just say hi say hi how are you doing say say at least get like three things out you know and they would be very happy exactly yeah yeah some people need that you know just smile and say hi and and it starts with that having like little conversations at the grocery store uh on the bus do people take bus i don't know everybody takes uber now (laughs) uh but but having little conversations here and there and then it leads to bigger conversations and then you challenge yourself to i started to challenge myself to go talk go up and talk to a a girl that i thought was attractive Mm -hmm. And, and and then that started small. First, it was like I would just tell her that she was pretty, and then it's like tell her she's pretty, and then uh, where are you from? Yeah. And then it, it then it expanded to like trying to get uh, girls' numbers and stuff like yeah. that. And then honestly, yo, if you can, if you can do that, you can do anything. If you can <laughs> if you can learn yeah. to talk to someone you're attracted to and um, and not run away in fear or just not ever even approach them. Uh, everything else kind of gets a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you listen to uh, a psychologist named Dr. Jordan Peterson on YouTube. But, no. Uh, yeah, w- one of the, he talks about everything, but one of the things he was like, um, you know, women are kind of like the, the gatekeepers and yeah. uh, they inspire men to do, do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you can, and if you can make the little steps uh, to, you know, to, talk to a girl or something like that yeah then you can just like you said just do about anything and absolutely women don't don't know that they don't know how big of a yeah we can't uh, let them know yeah we cannot let <laughs> well, them know <laughs> no, well, late, right they, they found out yeah no yeah, uh, i think they intuitively know they <laughs> right yeah absolutely more, more absolutely than we do. they know they have the control yeah, yeah. um i'm so glad you shared that because i think a lot of people at least even when i was a kid i kind of felt like how i was is how i'm going to be mm-hmm. or if i'm one way yeah. i can be another way for part of the time yeah and mm. or That's i cool. have to always be <clears throat> or i have to have some initial talent like speaking public speaking or something be able to do it well mm-hmm. whereas um you know, just people seeing you and hearing like where you came from mm-hmm. and like the little blunders it's okay to make little mistakes and just yes as long you as you get to. started that's kind of what you're saying yes yo and i feel like that's been my key to success is like i learned how to get over being embarrassed mm. you know and, and um i feel like that used to hold me back a lot when i was younger i yes. was so afraid of being embarrassed and i think that was what caused me to be shy is like I didn't want to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. I didn't want to sound stupid yeah you know um I didn't want to be made fun of or anything like that I didn't want people to judge me so I was so afraid of that that it it, it kept me in this like bubble just kept me so so to myself um and and once I learned how to get past that and I'm trying to think of like what help me get over that I, I really don't know but is it just incremental little things I think yeah I think like I think yeah incremental I think it's I think it's like the things I said starting small doing little things here and there um facing small fears I think um once I realize like yo everybody makes mistakes we're all human nobody's better than anybody else yeah and uh and also like 
big deal. So what if I embarrass myself? I'm not going to die from being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's ever died from embarrassment, <laughs> you know? And once I started thinking about it like that, uh, things changed for me. Things definitely changed for me. So I, I allowed myself to take risks. I allowed myself to put myself out there. And yeah, maybe it'll look like a failure at first. Maybe I'll look stupid at first, but I'm so committed to the vision I have that it doesn't what matter it doesn't matter what happens at first. All yeah. that matters matters is how I finish. All that matters is where I'm going to be in the future. So that allows me, that gives me space. It makes me so much more free because now it's like I can do anything because I'm aware that I'm gonna suck at first. Yeah. <laughs> when it whenever it's something new. I'm aware that it's not gonna be great in the beginning, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm committed to growing and making sure I get better and better and better every single every single time. Yeah. So I'm so focused and it's so clear to me what the future looks like that whatever is happening in the present um, doesn't really bother me. Was it Gary Vee or somebody else that said like think long term? You want to have the vision and you want to have high goals, but in the short term. You know, yeah. just allow yourself to make mistakes, baby steps. You yeah. Know, just, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, he talks about like macro and micro. Right. right. You know, Something he's like, like macro focused. He said he's like very patient. I forget how he how he said it, but um, basically he's patient for the, for the, the macro. The long term. For the long term, but not he patient with the micro. Yeah, like he, hustles a lot daily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really how you have to be. And that's how I am. Like... Uh, I'm very patient. Like I know where I'm gonna be, and I'm not. I I want to get there um, as soon as possible. But I, at the same time, I'm not in a rush. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow. Um, but as far as like this studio being the best it could be, that like little developments, I have to see growth every yeah. single day. That that kind of stuff, I'm impatient with that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. So like, so sometimes I go I go I go a little bit crazy with like purchases like. <laughs> the projector and like the little the gobo yeah. thing yeah. and like all these little like added upgrades uh, i want it to be the best and i want it i i know what i want it to be in my head and i'm and i'm trying to i'm trying to get there as fast as possible as far as like everything i can do on my part everything else there's some things that you can't like you can't defeat time time is undefeated <laughs> in the history of time Time always wins. So there's some things you just, it's just all about timing. But everything else, whatever I, whatever I have the power to do now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I think a lot of people don't realize how little time or how much time. I mean, both. both. Yes. So, I mean, I know a lot of young kids are eager to you know, get a lot of followers or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't realize how much time it took for other people yes. to get to where they are. Absolutely. But then you also don't have a lot of time, so you have to not waste your time checking everybody else's Instagram or YouTube and actually get to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's yeah. why, again, we're going back to Gary Vee, but yeah. uh, that's why sometimes in Gary Vee's videos, he's like, yo, turn this video off right now. <laughs> Yeah. And go do, go hustle. Well, the guy go make it puts happen. out way too many videos. So. Right, I know, yeah. I know. I had to take a break. I had yeah. to take a break from from his content for a minute. But honestly, I had to take a break from all content for a minute. Yeah. Because I started realizing, like, I was taking in so much information and 
I was I was creating so many different ideas and making so many plans and not actually doing it. I was just doing a lot of planning and thinking and and coming up with ideas yeah. and not taking uh, a whole lot of action on those things. You well, know? well, you were saying before about trying things and having mistakes and just being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that used to be how I thought about it. And the more later I started thinking, it's more like an experiment. Yes. So it doesn't even have to be a failure. It's just let's put this out there. Mm-hmm. You have a great idea. Yes. Like with the lights and in the studio, and yeah. you put it out there, but you don't know for sure what's going to happen. Exactly. There's like a minimum, like you want to achieve something. Yes. But a lot of times, like really cool, unexpected things happen. Maybe somebody comes to your class or, yeah. or you know, some, they share something. You can predict everything, but you have to put something out there. You have to try. Yes. You have to experiment to be able to move beyond the step. Otherwise, you're just standing there. You're not exactly. And you just make adjustments along the way. It's okay to, and that's that's kind of my process for for choreographing. At initially, when I first make up something, it's it's just it's kind of raw, and it's just all all just how I felt. Mm-hmm. And the structure may not be amazing. How it's um, how uh, the composition of it may not be perfect. It may not be as clean as I want it to be. But I feel it, and and the, and that's the most important part for me is making sure I feel it and it feels good to me. And then from there, I go back in and and I make my edits, you know. And I and I figure out, okay, this part needs to change. It needs to be simpler, or it needs to be more complex, or this part needs to be uh, slower. This part needs to be faster. This part needs to be nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I allow myself to experiment put some put something together that's my first draft mm-hmm. then i go back boom i'm gonna I'm try second draft then i'm gonna step back look at it see how i feel about it okay let's do a third draft and then and then that should be the final mm-hmm. and and you know that's the one i'll go teach or that's the one i'll put on stage or that's the one i'll put in the music video or whatever so how fast can you put one of these together like how, how fast uh does this process take oh i can i can choreograph like really 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 fast yeah. And 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 honestly, nowadays I can get I can get to that third draft very, very fast. And now it's almost like instant because it depends on it's, it depends on what I'm doing because my process for what I'm gonna teach is gonna be different from my process for what I'm actually gonna do on a job. Yeah. You know, or or do at a performance or like a show or something. Yeah. But um but as, like as far as like teaching, a lot of times, a lot of times I'll make it up on the spot. Like I'm, I'm, I literally when I'm working with our students mm-hmm. here, I can I can create a, a piece like in the, in the moment, like a full full set, full yeah. full piece, full piece. So, well, that's why you do what you do. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, but it took a long time. It took a long time to get there. It took like you got to go through that rough phase of like. I would go to choreograph and couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I was going to ask you, <laughs> like, how do you stay inspired? Yeah. Do you ever hit, like, what's, you know, comparable to writer's block? Um, um, I, I can... feeling it or... Definitely, definitely. Um, now it's a lot more rare. Um, and the last time I felt like that, it, it wasn't because I didn't have any ideas. 
it, it, it was because, or, or it wasn't because nothing was coming out as far as like movement. It was more so because everything that I was doing, I felt like I had kind of done something like it already. Yeah, I'd already yeah. It was, it was similar to what I've already done. So because you're putting out so much content. Yes. And and it's hard to like come up with like it's it's hard to not be me basically. Yeah. And and with what I've been choreographing recently, it's like how can I not do what I usually do? How so, can I not do what feels good? Because remember I said I want it to feel good, like that's the most important part uh-huh. to me. But sometimes if I'm it if I'm so focused on it feeling good, I what feels good is what's comfortable to me and I want to expand beyond what's comfortable at this point, you know, Um, because I've been choreographing for a long time. So now it's like, okay, now I want to expand. Let me see what I can do that maybe is not as, not what I would naturally initially do, but, but, but will look good and could feel good and I could get used to it, you know? So, so yeah, I think maybe a month ago I was going through, kind of like I want to reinvent myself so what what is that process going to be like and it was rough and it was weird but now I feel like um, I'm in my like flow now so it feels good yeah you don't want to get in a get in a routine and just completely lose that side of Absolutely. the creativity because you yeah the creativity is exploring things that yeah uh, you you're not good at or yes uh, and you got to keep exploring that's yeah. what artistry is all about yeah. keep exploring I want to ask you more about your uh, lifestyle, about working with these companies, because I'm sure this is what a lot of these artists are aspiring to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as and as we said before, well, they kind of have to to yeah. stay doing what they love. Yes. What is it like to be working like with a Kit Kat or um, you know other name brands? And mm-hmm. um, it's all about uh, collaboration. And knowing how to collaborate and, and work well with other people with different visions, um, different ideas. Because corporate is often much different from purely what you do in, in dance class. Yes. But at the same time, they trust me to know, uh, to, they trust me to be the tastemaker mm-hmm. is really what it is. Um, they trust me to know what's in, what's relevant, what's current, what people will connect to that are in my generation or the next generation, which is the uh, generation I'm close to and work with a lot. So, because they're, you know, they're usually like much older, you know, people that are running these companies. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where I come in because they want to tap into that, that market. They want the younger market and whatnot. So I have to kind of like translate that um, through story and through through movement through um, with what I do so so I think if you're an artist you really have to know how to um, like step away from yourself and your ego and your own vision and realize that it's a team effort and collectively if you're with the right people like it's about the bigger picture. It's about more than just you. It's about more than just your ideas. There's a lot of things that need to get accomplished when it comes to working with a a brand, working with a major artist, Mm -hmm. because they're trying, 
everybody's trying to sell something. Right. You get what I mean? So you may have the most creative, cool-looking idea, movement, choreography, but if it doesn't sell the product, then it's it's worthless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not worthless. It's just it's just not going to. Uh, it's not achieving the goal and everything's about intention, right? So if you're starting with the intention of, okay, we're putting an ad together, this ad needs to do this, mm-hmm. right? That needs to be the goal. And and whenever people are creating ads, the goal is never, let's make the most creative thing possible or let's make, let's te- let's put out a commercial with the coolest choreography that you've ever seen. It's never about that. It's about we want people, like I said earlier, we want people to feel like this when they see it. Mm-hmm. We want these kinds of people to watch this and connect with it yeah. and, and and understand it, you know? So, or we want, um, yeah, I mean, I think what I, what I just said is is perfect. It goes, it goes back to, yeah, just con- connecting with people. So sometimes I have to... I have to know how to do like simple choreography that still is visually appealing and still is impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be so hard that, um, you know, the average general public won't understand and wouldn't be able to do it. It, it always has to almost feel like anybody could do it, you know? Sort of if, like a catchy the, pop song. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Especially when it comes to when it comes to ads, when it comes to music videos. Mm-hmm. With music videos, a lot of times it will be, you know, huge chunks of choreography that are complex and yeah. are just for like the, the the dancers and the choreographers and uh, the dancer and the artist and supposed to look complex. But in general, usually, especially when it comes to like a chorus or something, they want it to just be catchy. They want it to be a vibe. They want it to be easy, easy, easy on the eyes, easily watchable and, and translatable so that people will connect with it and can try it themselves. They want to get up and they want to do it. Or or if they're at the concert, they feel like they can catch on to whatever the move is and do the choreography with with the artist. Because if you can do that, then you're connecting with people in a different way. They're more. It's more engaging to do it that way. Yeah. It's like singing along again to... Exactly. Yeah, you know, a song that you know, and it's like a sing along, it's like a dance along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah dance along. There you go. Yeah. So again, it's all about being memorable. It's yeah. all about storytelling. It's all about being able to to create something that people can easily follow along with. Do you feel like your um, your interest in psychology has helped? Yes. Uh, communicate with brands because that's like the biggest thing I learned about or that I realized when I started doing my own businesses was how big of a piece marketing was. It's like the whole thing. Yes. If you don't get that right, nothing else really Absolutely. matters. Yes, yes. Yeah, psychology is something I'm kind of like obsessed with. And I think I didn't, I actually didn't even graduate high school and I definitely didn't go to college. But, um, but yeah, there was like, I went to a continuation school, so I didn't get enough credits when I was uh, in high school. So I had to go to a continuation school mm-hmm. to make up the credits. Yeah. And um, that's where, for whatever reason, they had a psychology class at this continuation school. I'd never, there wasn't con- psychology at my high school or in any other class I've ever taken in my life before, you know, when I was younger. 
um, which is weird. I feel like everybody should learn psychology. Me too. Yeah, like, totally you, agree. Like, how can you understand everything about the world except yourself and other people, which yeah. is the most important thing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so yeah, there was a psychology class, and I just fell in love with it because, like I told you before, I've always been very observant and analytical of people so i already was like a mini psychologist mm -hmm. yeah it and, sounds like it yeah so i already feel like i kind of had people figured out to a certain degree mm -hmm. so taking that psychology class i was able to put terms to like what i had already kind of figured out about people you know i was like oh wow there's like terminology for these things this is actually like i'm on to something yeah. you know so I kind of became obsessed with it and um and yeah, I feel like everything I do now psychology is in, involved with it again like so when it goes back to the marketing and the branding and leadership uh it's all uh it's all kind of like psychology and understanding human behavior and things like that and the more you understand that it, it alters how you talk to people mm -hmm. it alters um it alters just um all the decisions you make and and how you word things and the the content I put out, I'm always aware of what are people going to think about this? How are they going to feel about it? And, and right, feeling and, about it, is, it seems like it's more important than what they actually see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just reading, not reading. I was watching some video, uh, a marketing video, and they're talking about people don't people don't buy. Uh, logically right. they buy from Emotional. emotionally yeah. you know um emotion gears people's people's pur purchases yeah and again it's it's storytelling do people connect with the story because the story is gonna be what makes people buy yeah. uh, the lights just went out let me fix that right. there we go just had okay. to move all right oh. well think uh we touched we touched on a lot of good things. Yeah, I'm kind of running low on batteries here. Okay, so no worries. <laughs> wrap it up pretty soon, but yes. um, kind of what you just said with uh, that you've learned all these things on your own, and you you listed a lot of books, and you're constantly learning. Yeah, um, yeah, that's such an important part. Yes. A lot of people who have gone to college for those people who feel. I guess on both sides feel like they don't have a degree or it's not enough. I feel like it's, uh, if you can learn on your own, then yeah. you can always improve. And yes. if you rely on school or a teacher, then you're, you're always going to be limited by, I mean, like finding classes or not having enough confidence in yourself that you can learn anything. Yes. I was watching like a Navy SEAL documentary and the guy was just super confident. He was like, you know, I don't know how to sew or I don't know how to, you know, skydive or something. But if you give me a handbook in 24 hours and tell me I, need, I have a mission in 24 hours that I got to do these things or, you know, then wow. I, I will do it. And wow. it's just that confidence yeah. kind of what you're saying here is like you have to keep learning and. Yeah. Um, there are all these pieces out there that um, if you don't pick it up for yourself, then even like the best teachers can't help you forever. They can't be there Absolutely. for you all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. you got to constantly um, grow, constantly educate and, and expand. It's forever. If, if you want to really be great, if you want to really be successful, 
like you're going to be constantly learning and, and self-educating for pretty much the rest of your career, you know, and, and, and hopefully the rest of your life. I mean, I love learning new things. I mm -hmm. love developing myself and developing my business and, or learning how to learning how people work and yeah. being able to be, you know, like making my relationships stronger and, and things like that. So yeah, I, anybody, it, whether you're out of college, in college, whatever, I would also be doing some like self-educating, mm -hmm. find some books that are based on subjects that you really, really want to know about and just start diving in, diving yeah. into fun stuff or just creative stuff as well. You know, it doesn't always have to be about personal development or business development. Mm -hmm. I read some fictional books as well, you know. Yeah, kind of wherever life takes you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. never stop learning though. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. All right, yeah, I think that's a good, yes. good point to... Keep exploring, people, yeah. never stop exploring. Yeah. That's a good note to end on. Um, so where can we check out your website and your social media? Just Yes. Um, well, I'm really glad people got to meet you and if they don't know you already, and I'm sure your fans would yes. uh, be happy of uh, learning some things yeah, about you. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think this is, this is really great. I'm glad we did this. I want to do a lot of these, a yeah. lot of these kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, my Instagram is at Antoine Troop, A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-R-O-U-P-E. And uh, the studio's Instagram is at KM Dance Academy. Yeah, and that's pretty much, that's usually where I'm spending the most time. It's like either, is like on Instagram, just like the rest of the world. And <laughs> if you guys are in the LA area, come to Burbank, the yes. Creative Minds Academy. Yes, right here. yes, Check Creative out Minds studio. Dance Academy in uh 3917 West Burbank mm. Boulevard, Burbank, yeah. California. We're here. Sounds like a great radio commercial. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.